BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off-limits. Monica Banks is here with me today. She is the creator of Goo Goo Guru, which is an online baby product concierge company that gives you unbiased product recs from industry experts and other moms. Monica made the site to help expecting moms and dads make shopping for their new life as a mom and dad easy and stress-free. She helped me immensely with my registry. I was lost without her. There are so many people that come to you that want to give you a Opinions. They have those long Google Drive lists and you're so overwhelmed and Monica really helped me narrow everything down and I'm so excited for her to be here today to share the story of her business and give us her personal product recommendations. So here is Monica Banks. Welcome. Thanks so much, Whitney. Thank you so much for that intro. That was awesome. I'm so grateful to be on this with you today. So thank you. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. I am so excited to talk to you because I feel like not enough people know about you and your service, and it is so unbelievably helpful. So why don't you tell us what Goo Goo Guru is all about, why you started, and who you guys are? Yeah, sure. So Goo Goo Guru, as you mentioned, it's a baby product concierge. We make unbiased recommendations, and really it's it's driven by AI to get a little bit techy. We have our parents come to the site, and they take a really fun and interactive quiz about their lifestyle and their personal style, and that kind of fuels our engine, our product recommendation engine. We also have a higher touch concierge service, which combines you know a, a real human expert along with the AI product recommendations, and let's Let's see, what, why did I start it? I mean, I've been working in the mom and baby industry for a long time and longer than I care to share. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been working in it even before I was pregnant. I was working on the agency side for some pretty big global brands. Mm-hmm. 
And as I kind of left agency life and I was pregnant with my son, I decided to break out and kind of do my own consulting thing. And my very first client was a maternity skincare line. So that was kind of an interesting situation because I was not only, you know, consulting for them, but I was also their target customer in terms of being an expectant mom. And so that was my first kind of foray into the business. And then I got more clients word of mouth and started working more and more with baby brands. And I realized through my own experience and also from working with all these brands that there was a real problem. The number of brands and products, as you know, you know, growing in the industry, it's just crazy. It's like every day there's a new scroller. Every day there's some, you know, something new. Right. And it's extremely overwhelming at a time in life where you really shouldn't be stressing yourself out. And as a, an expectant mom myself, I was receiving a lot of, you know, information and advice. And the thing that's, you know, problematic there is that what works for your best friend or for your sister might not work for you. Even if you have everything in common with that person, you might choose to parent differently, or Mm -hmm. it might be kind of a subtle difference that you live in the city or in, you know, your best friend lives in the suburbs or something like that. And I started noticing that there, you know, there was just so many products and just, it was getting very difficult to sort through. And I saw one of those Buzzfeed type quizzes and I thought to myself, boy, they should really do this for registry. Mm -hmm. And that was the so-called aha moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said to my husband, do you mind if I start this company? (laughs) He's like, go for it. (laughs) Do you mind? (laughs) (laughs) So that was Goo Goo Guru. And, you know, we really, we try to help you know, parents, obviously, first and foremost, but we're also trying to help brands because we see that There are so many amazing brands out there that have great products and that are so great for certain types of moms. But because of all the noise in the category, it's very, very hard to get in front of the right mom that needs your product. Yeah, that's where we come in. So how do you then source and find out about all these products and brands? Because like we said, there are a plethora. So how do you guys go out and find them and know what's really good and what's really working? Do you use them yourselves? Yes. I mean, it's a combination of things. I mean, when we initially launched the company, it was just us as experts. You know, I built the site with a lot of industry experts. And so we added products to the site that we stood behind. We also did a study before launching the site where we interviewed a lot of parents about what their favorite products were. And that's kind of how we originally sourced things. Now the the site has grown in that it's a universal platform. So if somebody is using the site and they don't see a product that they want to add to their, you know, to their list, they can add it from anywhere on the web instantly. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we actually have some of the curation coming from the parents that are using the site themselves. We work with brands to get to have our real, you know, Goo Goo Guru users use their products. We also do use the products ourselves. My team is comprised mostly of moms who are, you know, many of them have, you know, infants, some of them are pregnant and Mm -hmm. those experts can use the products too. So it's kind of a mix, but as far as how we discover things, I mean, 
we're always on the hunt too. I mean, we're going to shows and we're going to, you know, all the newsletters and websites and, and following influencers. And of course, you know, the brands kind of know about us too. So they'll reach out and let us know if there's something new. Right, right. So for people that are a little bit unsure about what even a registry is, I just want to clear up a little bit of what this company is all about. So when you get pregnant, you don't really start a registry right away. I mean, at least not for me. I didn't really want to be inundated with all that information right away, but kind of like around the second trimester, right, Monica, you start to think about building a registry and putting together essentially a list of products that you need as a new mom to be prepared for bringing a baby into this world. And so... You can go on Monica's site and fill out your own questionnaire and all these personal questions about your lifestyle, as well as use their concierge service, which is a little bit of an extra add-on. But that's what I did. And that was what was really unbelievably helpful for me because I got to Skype with an actual human who I feel like got to know me on a real level. And and we had like intimate conversations about my wants and needs and who I was as a person who, who I thought I would be as a mom. And she really helped me craft this list of the products that would be best for me. And then I just went with it. You know, so many people tried to tell me this is what you need. Or like I said, sent me these Google docs with pages and pages of items. And I thought, wow, like I really trust this person and I'm sure that they're a great mom. And I'm sure that they, the products that they want to get for themselves and their babies are great, but we're different in this way and that way and this way, like Monica was saying. And so it is such a great thing for a new mom who already has so many questions about what it's going to be like to be a mom that this shouldn't have to be one of those things that you're unsure about. I know that's more of like on the product level. And this isn't like a sales, you know, podcast. (laughs) Like I'm not trying, I'm not doing this as an ad or anything. I'm really telling you guys and you, Monica, sincerely, like how much it meant to me to know that I was armed with everything that I needed when Sunny, you know, was born. And I'm excited for people to hear more about you. I can't believe that it's not something that everybody uses. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, starting a company as as a young mom is very hard and I'm sure you have struggles on the daily. What are some of the things that you do to like, you know, find the balance between being a mom and having this young company that you want to grow and blow up? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I've kind of decided that, you know, balance almost doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. I've always, I always say like being okay with the imbalance is really the real goal here. (laughs) I, I think it's funny because there's so much perception with moms, you know, and I've, and I've heard you talking about this too, with, but just as far as the choices that we make, there's weird perceptions and judgment and stuff like that. And to use an example, it's like feeding, you know, people feel like they have to breastfeed and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's shaming and Mm -hmm. all that type of thing. And it's the same almost with working. I mean, I feel like when I wanted to start this company, I remember specifically, it was around Christmas time, someone saying to me like, are you sure you want to start this company? I mean, you're going to be like missing out on the most valuable years of your kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're not going to be able to be present. And 
in my mind, I'm like, wait, but I'm starting a company so I can kind of design my own life and, you know, I can be with my kids more. And it's just never, it's never that clear cut. You know, I mean, there are days where I wish I was working somewhere else. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because because, I mean, sometimes it's easy to think about having like a nine to five job where someone's just telling you kind of what to do and you can check out at the end of the day. But when you are, when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting your own business, it's always time to work. There's never any clocking in or clocking out, you know? 100%. And one of the whole reasons I was doing this is I thought that I'd be more present, but it's, it's actually the exact opposite. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because people will say, to me stuff like, oh, you're so lucky you work for yourself. And and yeah, I am lucky in in many ways. You know, I I can go on that field trip, you know, and I feel bad for the parents that want to go on the field trip and can't. Um, But, you know, on on the flip side, it's a very isolating feeling, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, you know, it's kind of what works for you and do what makes you happy. Right. Um, And the other thing is when you work for yourself and you're starting a business, you really only get out what you put in. So if you're not putting in lots of time and energy and hours, you aren't going to be getting anywhere. So that's the hard part about the clock just never turning off for you, you know? Totally. My kids are a great indication. I mean, my daughter will one day say to me, mom, when I grow up, can I be the CEO of Goo Goo Guru? And I'm like, yes, of course. And then the next day she'll be like, I hate Goo Goo Guru. And I wish you right. company. Right, right. It's just so hard because I don't want to say it's a lose-lose because it is not whatsoever. There is so much joy in being an entrepreneur and having your business and so much joy in being a mom. And those joys triumph all the hardships. However, it's hard when you think you're doing the best thing for your family and for yourself. And then you hear other opinions and you immediately personalize those. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day. It was Carla Welch, who is a stylist, and she was on Hillary Kerr's podcast. And she was talking about how her one regret in life is that she worked so hard during like the formidable years of her kid's life, like from the years of three to five. And I'm thinking, oh my God, Sunny's about to be three. Are these mm-hmm. really the, these next two years, are these really the, the, the years that I need to be more involved in him and, and really being like a a super present mom or is it okay that I'm focusing on my career right now because I feel like it's more important now than ever to grow it you know so you you're just constantly questioning yourself which is which is a hard pill to swallow but I think you know a one I it's funny I was watching I was watching the hills I was watching you talking to Caitlin and she was talking about you know that you were having the bundle photo shoot at your house Mm -hmm. it was that episode and she was talking about not wanting to lose herself when Mm -hmm. she has kids Mm -hmm. and for me you know being productive and working and kind of career focus is part of who I am. Yes, um, yes. I think that that's kind of a question that you have to ask yourself, you know, as far as like that work-life balance. I mean, when you're expecting a baby, you know, when you're pregnant, when you're adopting, whenever it is, when you're about to become a parent, you know, ask yourself how much of this is part of my identity that I want to keep. Right. You know, like anything else that's part of your identity. And that will probably help, I think, you know, help you at least sort through a little bit, you know, what, you know, what's important. Because for some people, 
a career is extremely important and just as important as their family, you know, mm-hmm. but for some people it's just not as important and that's okay too. But again, it's just like, it's what makes you happy and, and it's, you know, and, and nobody should judge period. A hundred percent because there's no wrong here. Like if you do choose to be like super, super career focused, and that makes you happy and that makes you feel whole, then that is what you should go for. And as long as you're giving your kid some quality time when you're actually there, not necessarily about the quantity, but the quality time, then everything is going to be okay. And now a word from our sponsor. Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. If you guys haven't already heard of them, you should check out thrivemarket.com. They offer the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products available for every budget, lifestyle, and geography. Right now, I am currently loving this brand of chips called Siete, S-I-E-T-E. They're grain-free tortilla chips in the ranch flavor. Super tasty. Or there's something more basic like the brand Late July Sea Salt Thin and Crispy Tortilla Chips, which Sunny loves. You can shop for thousands of best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Shopping at Thrive Market means supporting a select group of brands that actually make the world a better place. They sell non-GMO food, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty products, kitchen staples, home goods, organic baby food, kid products, and so much more. We used to get our formula for Sunny actually at Thrive Market. Plus, it's all shipped straight to your door. You can also easily filter your selection by the values that matter most to you. So if you're paleo or gluten-free or vegan or kosher or ketogenic, you can shop for 90 plus values also including non-GMO, sustainably farmed, fair trade certified, BPA free, and more in just one click of a button. Also shopping with Thrive is actually doing something good for the environment. Over 90% of their packaging is post-consumer recycled and filled with recycled paper, denim, or newspaper wraps instead of plastic bubbles. So it's 100% zero waste. So keep in mind, Thrive market prices are already 25 to 50% off, but now they are giving you an extra 25 off your first order, plus a free 30-day trial. Go to thrivemarket.com slash withwit for 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. I know many of you will be making a grocery run this week, so why not give Thrive Market a try and shop from your home? Again, thrivemarket.com slash withwit for 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. And now back to our conversation. I really commend you because I know how hard you work, but I want to know more like what is the ideal end goal for Goo Goo Guru? Like what are you building this to be? Oh gosh, that's a big question. I know, (laughs) I know. (laughs) When I launched the site, there was no, you know, high touch service, like the Mm -hmm. concierge service. When I launched the site, it was just a free product recommendation site. Mm -hmm. And, And everybody was like, you know, wait, how, you know, how, how do you make money? How do you make money? And it's, right. I, I, I'm like, 
I don't, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm trying to build something that's going to help people. And then the money will follow if it's the right thing, you know? And so for me, we launched the concierge services and thank you for your kind words about that. I mean, I think, you know, the big difference between getting the free recommendations and, you know, and speaking with the human is that when you speak with the human expert, they really help you make that mental leap and understand the why behind the products versus just what products you should get. Like, right. it's funny, I was Marie Kondoing my house the other day, yeah. and I <laughs> found you. the Excel spreadsheet that my, I'll never forget it, my coworker Heidi gave me when I was pregnant with my son. And I remember reading this list, it was like swaddle, sleep garment, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are all these things? And I remember walking around with my scanner, like I didn't, where do I find this thing? What is it? What am I supposed to do with it? And, you know, understanding, again, the kind of the why and helping you make that mental leap as to like day in, you know, a day in your life as a parent is important. So I feel that the concierge services are really what I'm focused on as far as growing the company. And we're adding kind of more community. It's kind of, you know, the yin and the yang. I mean, my vision for Goo Goo Guru is that it's really where it concerns baby products. It's a place where both experts and real parents kind of come together. So as part of concierge, we're building in, you know, the ability for parents to be able to review products for us and also get personalized product recommendations as baby grows. Because as you know, you know, Sunny probably (laughs) needs stuff all the time um, and you need birthday present ideas and, and different things like that. So that's the long-term vision, you know, and I'm kind of open to anything as far as like what that could mean, you know, as far as like where, you know, where the company really goes, like, do I partner with a retailer or something like right, that? Like, right. I, I don't know. I'm kind of keeping the sky, you know, the sky's the limit the right now. The options are open. Yes. It's like right now you just try to grow your, you know, the people that are using it. You try to just build more and more people. And then the more you grow, the mo- the bigger the company can be. And then you can decide what you want to do with it. Yeah. Um, I'm all about adding value to the people who are with us. You know, right. I've learned a lot like about growing a company. And I read this book that was explaining this, where even if you have like one or two customers, like focus on those, focus on making it an amazing experience for them, you know, before you worry about driving millions of people to your website, you know, and, and, and scaling at that level. Yeah. It's really about adding real value. And I like what you said about not doing something for the money at the beginning, because when you are doing something like this, that is so emotionally driven, I think it's so important to, you know, know that you're not working for free and that there is a goal in mind of building a business, but that that will come if you're actually doing something valuable and focusing on that first before you're actually selling something. Thanks. Yeah, I firmly believe that. I really do. So let's get into the registry thing because there are so many new moms, expecting moms and dads, and I feel like they don't even know when to start building the registry. So when do you... At what point should expecting parents like start building it? Yeah, I mean, it's a personal choice. I feel that we see that most people come 
and start somewhere around, you know, anywhere from five to six months, they start thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, some people have baby showers. And so they feel a little bit more compelled to create the registry and create it quickly. Uh And then other, you know, people who are opting not to have a baby shower and just maybe are doing something a little bit different where they're not, you know, maybe they're just doing a cash fund or something like that. And they're kind of buying the products for themselves. It's interesting. A lot of people, I've spoken with a lot of people who are kind of, I don't know what the right word is, like squeamish about creating a registry because they feel like they just got married in some cases and and people just gave them a lot of gifts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I totally get that. Sometimes it's weird to put together a list of presents for other people to get you, you know? (laughs) But I also do think that it's important just to gather a list of what you think you need for yourself too. It doesn't necessarily have to be gifts from other people. Yes, exactly. I mean, I think that that, you know, we certainly, I call it a lot like a registry tool, but it's, you know, it's almost like a shopping tool. I mean, we're showing you the products that you'll need, you know, whether you're buying them for yourself or somebody's buying them for you. So you can, you know, you can use the site to build a registry or just to kind of build your own shopping list. But yeah, I would say usually around five or six months because that, you know, people usually announce their pregnancy at that time. People, you know, wait for the 20 weeks, that sonogram or or, uh, when they find out the gender of their baby. Right around that time is, is, when most people start. But I think, you know, we've also had a few people that as soon as they pee on the stick... They're starting to organize. I mean, yeah, it's so dependent on the person. Some people are so hyper-organized and feel this need to have everything prepared. I feel like I was, I waited until maybe the mid to end of my second trimester to pull it all together because I'm kind of a procrastinator. But when, when would you say you start to really want to purchase things and start getting things organized for baby? Like if you're not having a shower, when do you really want to get together those necessities? When you want to and when you should are kind of two different things. Because a lot of people, I think, are like, oh, I got to get all the stuff right now. I got to get all the things. And it's like, you know, hold, hold off. You really actually don't have to. I mean, the AAP, which is the American Academy of Pediatrics, they recommend that baby sleeps in your room for six to 12 months. So a lot lot of people opt for a bassinet and everything. So there's no real rush to get your nursery all together, for example. You know, I think too, it's funny because I remember, you know, when you and I first connected and I remember our first like conference call together, you know, talking about kind of what you were looking for and you were saying, you described yourself as a minimalist. And I think that that's just kind of how the world has been turning. I mean, Marie Kondo came out after, you know, you told me you're a minimalist and right. I think a a lot of people are calling themselves minimalists now and finding the joy of less stuff. And right. there's also just the whole eco-friendly aspect of having, you know, the smaller footprint on this planet. Right. So I think, you know, hold off on on buying some of the things like activity centers or even adding those to your registry or, you know, purchasing right off the bat because your baby's not going to use them for a while. Right. Um, And they're just going to take up space in your home. You know, I think definitely putting on your registry the essentials that you're really, really going to need. And then also putting, you know, some fun stuff on there, too. It doesn't necessarily have to be all the stuff, you know, that you need as far as essentials like diapers and and those type of things. It, It could also be, 
you know, fun things to take pictures of your baby in, like, you know, because people want to, especially at showers, they don't necessarily want to buy you the diapers. They want to buy you, you know, the cute stuff and that that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I sort of feel like when I'm buying someone a present for the shower, I want to get them something that they really need. That's maybe more on this side of like a boring gift, but that I know they're going to use every day. Like if someone has their pump on their registry, like I'll usually go for that just because I feel like that's something people don't really want to spend their money on, you know, and you know that they need it. I want to talk about items because I, I think that a lot of people want to know like what you think are the most, the top most necessary items. And I do, I do want to talk about essentials because I think they're important as well as, as the other things that are like right under the category of essentials, but you know that you need, but they're not necessarily like what you're going to be using on a hourly basis. So yeah, let's start there. So a little bit of this is a tricky question because sometimes the essentials really depend on the person. Like, you know, if you're planning on exclusive exclusively breastfeeding, you know, then I, then we wouldn't recommend bottles, but so just kind of keeping it a little bit general, a safe place for baby to sleep is an absolute essential. And I think not only having that place for baby to sleep, but also understanding what makes a safe sleep environment, you know, a tight fitted sheet and nothing else in the crib or bassinet. And, you know, aside from the the sheet and the mattress, that's Uh it. Uh You know, for sleep essentials, you know, I also think some babies like to be swaddled, some babies don't. So would I call it an essential? Not necessarily, because with some things, I think you should wait and see if your baby, you know, there's no use in putting 5,000 pacifiers on your registry if if your baby is not going to take a pacifier. It's just, you know, it's a waste of, of money. So, I mean, finding some really good, you know, footy pajamas that yes. keep babies snuggly. Yes. You know, and again, try, you know, try swaddling, but whether or not that that is an essential, you know, is kind of debatable because it some babies just don't like to be swaddled. You know, we recommended, I think, I know we recommended for you the Love to Dream swaddles. I mean, those are the swaddle ups. Those are amazing because when babies are inside the womb, they usually have their hands up and that's how they're comfortable. So looking for you know, swaddles that are, you know, carefully kind of thoughtful in that respect so that the transition, you know, into the real world for baby is nice, is something that I would consider essential for something like a swaddle. Feeding, definitely, if you, you know, bottles, that's another thing that I wouldn't necessarily recommend one specific brand, Mm -hmm. because it really depends on a, your baby's preferences and also right. your preferences. Are you going to be pumping? And then there are certain bottles I would recommend, you know, if you're transferring your breast milk into the bottle versus like a formula, you know, specific bottle. Mm-hmm. Diapers are obviously an essential. I mean, baby, you know, that's funny because babies really don't need that much. Aside no, they from- really, really don't. I mean, that is what is so crazy is that everybody goes so nuts trying to figure out all these things. But I just want to backtrack for a 
sec, just to go back to a couple of the things that I use that go along with what you were saying. Like for me, I remember the swaddling was so stressful. Like I was so scared that I didn't know how to swaddle when I left the hospital and I thought I had to figure it out. And then I realized that I could just go on your site and find the swaddles with the Velcro, you know, where you just zip them up and then you can Velcro their arms in so you don't have to figure out the whole scenario. And it's, it tucked him in so tight and it was so amazing. And then I didn't have to feel insecure about not knowing how to really swaddle with a blanket. And then the other thing was I used the Dr. Brown's bottles. And I know that those are like a very basic and popular choice, but I was pumping using a Spectra pump and then putting them into the Dr. Brown bottles with like the newborn nipples. And then the other thing you just said, I think was diapers. I mean, diapers are totally a personal choice. Like right now we are using Pampers Pure, but totally a personal choice, right? Yeah. One thing that I think that is really cool is that there are a lot of like extremely eco-friendly diapering options coming out. We just tried a new diaper brand called Nest recently. And uh, we had a bunch of our real moms, you know, just like your everyday parent, you know, try out the diapers and there were, it was like rave reviews. And I believe they're compostable, which is, you know, pretty amazing given that, you know, like your standard diapers are, you know, taking up landfills and stuff like that. And so that is a pretty exciting innovation that I've, you know, been seeing is that there's just more eco-friendly and eco-minded diaper brands coming out. But I mean, again, like the most eco-minded kind of diaper is a cloth diaper. Right. But how (laughs) realistic is that? I mean, for some people, maybe for me, no way. Like, yeah. I I just, I was not spending my time washing poopy diapers. Like, mm -mm. (laughs) I'm with you. I mean, I think I've talked to a lot of moms who say that it's a lot easier than it appears. But yeah, I mean, time savings is when you're so pressed for time, it's, it's, hard to wrap your head around that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing to consider for sure is your lifestyle. And, you know, we were talking about being working moms and Monday was actually National Working Parents Day. And we teamed up with Working Mother Magazine and also Kidbox um, to launch our Working Mother Registry. And it's all products that again, kind of help mom either transition back to work or achieve that work-life balance. There's like a whole category, for example, on life hacks, (laughs) which is anything from like food to, you know, bottle warmers, formula makers, like whatever might help you save time so that you can, you know, be more present with your family and, and focus on the things that count. But that, you know, that is something, again, like just to kind of go back, it's like, you know, coming up with the essentials the essentials for a working mom might be very different from, you know, the essentials from a stay at home mom, or even like a working from home mom, you know, it's just it really depends on your lifestyle. And that is the whole reason why we try to kind of understand exactly how people are living so that we can make the right product recommendations for them. Monica, I mean, there are so many products. And as we said, these product recommendations so vary and depend on what kind of 
a parent you are and what your needs are. So for everybody out there listening, we are going to put together blog posts. We'll put the link in the information on the podcast so you guys can head there and see all of Monica's product recommendations, what to save on, what to splurge on, essentials, all the things that that you guys want to know. Monica, tell us where to find you, anything else you would love us to know about you and your amazing business. Well, Whitney, you're an inspiration. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm, I'm extremely grateful. So thank you. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. You can find us at goo, goo, guru. That's G-U-G-U-G-U-R-U.com. On Instagram, we're at goo, goo, underscore guru. Wonderful. Monica, thank you so much for being here. You are a wealth of knowledge and I'm so grateful for you. And looking forward to everybody else finding you guys. So thank you so much. Thanks, Wed. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because I want to hear from you guys. You can let me know what you thought of this episode or anything more you want to hear about. Thanks. Peace in the streets.